You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today I'm chatting with the twins of On Holiday, a beautiful collection of feminine dresses that are actually comfortable too. I have two of their pieces and love them. You'll learn about how these two started a business without any experience in fashion, but instead a desire and a drive. As always, don't forget to follow at the Preppy Podcast on social media and myself at Preppy Publicist so you don't miss on any giveaways or new products. All right, ladies, why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? We are the twins, Megan and Amanda. We are from Phoenix, Arizona, and we actually live in Mesa, which is a suburb right out of, um, outside of Phoenix, and we are born and raised here. We have um, seven kids between the both of us, and we have been married for about 10 years, and we are now just taking a leap of faith and decided to launch Shop on Holiday. We actually launched um, and started this over a year ago, but we didn't physically launch our product um, until the beginning of this year. Awesome. That's so exciting. So now, obviously, you said that you guys are sisters. So first, tell me a little bit about you guys, like growing up and being sisters. Like, are you guys opposites? Are you very similar? Have you always loved fashion, always been creative? Uh, oh, my gosh. Talk to me a little bit yeah, about that. So many, yeah, so many good things there. So um, this is actually Megan talking, but um, so I'm the older twin, and um, seven minutes older, which fun fact. So our mom, she, we are number five and six in our family. And um, there, she did not find out she was pregnant and um, having twins until she was 39 weeks pregnant. Oh my gosh. So she knew she was always having one, obviously. And then she was just like, okay, this is just wild. Like I can feel two sets two sets of feet, two sets of hands, like this is just wacky. And so my mom actually delivered in a teaching hospital and we were like born with students all around, like watching because we were um, born at 41 weeks, twins and natural birth, which oh is my gosh. very, very rare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's super fun. So yeah, I'm the older twin, Megan. Amanda's seven minutes younger than me. And I, everyone wishes that they were a twin, like they say that, but it really is the truth because, I mean, we're seriously best friends. I think we went a period maybe in junior high or high school for like two days where we didn't <laughs> like each other. And then we were like, this is bogus. I mean, everyone wants to be a twin. But it really is true what they say about twins because we think the same things we show up in the same things like not even knowing it we oh our gosh. lives are very very parallel we will call my mom and we'll be like telling my mom something and she'll be like have you talked to amanda and i'm like 
no way. She's like, because I just got off the phone with her and she just told me the exact <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and the best is like our true moment to shine was a couple weekends ago. We were with our family at like this fun family reunion up in the, like, it was like in the forest. And um, it's this amazing cabin. And our husbands packed the same shirt and wore it yeah. without us even knowing. And they did not even know yeah. it. Oh my gosh. You know what? If we've done anything, we've done this right. And our job here is done. Like, we are now rubbing off onto our husbands, which is (laughs) truly a dream. Like, I mean, you can't ask for better than that. It's so fun. That is hilarious. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so back to your question about fashion. So, we have always, like, worked since, since a young age. Like, I mean, babysitting. Um, you name it. We worked at my dad's warehouse growing up, which was not a glamorous warehouse like you would think it is. It's a <laughs> warehouse full of paint and buckets and like construction, construction stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we would grow up going and cleaning the nasty toilet, the the yard, and we would yeah, it was just it was disgusting. It like was, through construction, like it was manual labor, manual labor, barely minimum wage. Yeah, and so that was like our first job. Anytime we made that money, it was always like, okay, we're going to the mall. Like you don't ask us directions to how to get to this place. You tell us, hey, I'm going to the mall. How do I get there? How do I get there? <laughs> and if I'm gonna park here. Where can I get the most maximum, you know, how can I get to all I need to go to in the mall, you know, on my time? You know, yes. right there, your job here is done right there. You know, you, I'll tell you the parking garage you need to go out. And you're going <laughs> to go to this place in the mall. Go get, go to Nordstrom Cafe. It's on the third level. You're going to go get this for lunch. And then you're going to go down. You're going to go to the other side of the mall where Dillard's, you know, all these things. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I wish I could say like, oh, Dad, you should say that. Like, no, it's it's been from a young age, yeah, very young age that fashion has always been, you know, at the forefront for us. Definitely. I love that. I relate to that so much. I would always um, dust the house for my mom and vacuum. That way I had some money to spend. Back back in those days, it was like Abercrombie and Fitch so that I could go and buy some new jeans and a shirt. Oh, my gosh. Or your, um, the Ugg boots. um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, truly. It's actually really funny because my twin and I were chatting with some friends and they were like, why are you guys always so dressed up? And dressed up to us is like, I mean, we could just be wearing a simple dress and flip-flops. It's not like we're wearing no platforms or stilettos every day. Yeah. And like, really and truly, we've always been this way. In high school, I was wearing J. Crew like silk shirts and blouses. Yeah, dry clean only. Exactly. <laughs> high school. And that was like our normal wardrobe, but it's because we wanted to dress that way. It truly was something that was actually. Oh my! You got best dress. I did. I Amanda. Amanda got best dress. In the <laughs> Absolutely. And I did not take that um, honor lightly. I no, mean, it was not a privilege. That's that's on the tombstone. It's on the tombstone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I love that. Oh, my gosh. So now did you guys end up – what did you end up studying in school? Did you guys go to college, and what did you study? Did it have to do with fashion or business? Oh, no, 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 no. You are looking at two girls that have graduated from Hard Knocks High. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they have – you know, it's really interesting. I, it's, I mean, I don't 
where where you lived and growing up the dynamics like that but the culture that we grew up in it is very um not that it's not that it's bad in any way but there you know there's a lot of ways that people do things here in the in the place that we grew up and it's kind of like they come back to it yeah and I wouldn't necessarily say that ours was the bad way or the right way or the wrong way it just was the way that it was and it was you know, untraditional yeah very yeah. untraditional um obviously some life choices some things that have happened to us obviously shaped you know decisions that we made and stuff like that but me megan i got married really young out of high school and i had a baby right away oh wow and you know some things happened and i was I'm no longer with that person. I'm happily married now for, you know, almost nine years, actually. And Aww. we have, you know, our own kids. But that really took a toll on the direction that I chose. I mm-hmm. actually went to school to be a personal trainer. Oh, my gosh. And, yes, you did. And so I, I took this. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm pregnant. I was four or five months pregnant. I went to this trade school that was like, very intense. I think it was four months long. I finished a couple weeks before I had my baby. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I'm going to go and teach LA fitness. And I'm like, you know, so, so very greasy. And so I was like, Oh, that's what I want to do. Well, you know, things obviously don't happen that way. I ended up didn't I did some personal training, but I ended up actually teaching at the gym for group fitness classes and which I still do that to this day I teach like five classes during the week at the gym so fun oh it's the best it's the best my sisters all come like it truly is a party and which just goes to show you know different things so I have yet to get a college degree I mean I have like my trade you know background and, um, but yeah, I do not have a college degree. I've got four kids and a ton of life lessons, you know, things that have happened along the way. I, um, a couple of years after one of my children was born, my little girl, my, one of my sons actually got diagnosed with cancer. And so we had like a two year, two and a half oh year old cancer, cancer battle that we were dealing with. And so, you know, that poses a ton of different, um, trials and, you know, different paths that you didn't think were going to happen and during that time my husband took three different bars my husband was he's not he was licensed in different states and so i mean there was like all of that like my husband's you know profession and then you know a son that was going through cancer and i had a newborn at the time when he was diagnosed and so that really took a toll and okay i'll let amanda tell her kind of thing up to this point Oh, yeah. Um, kind of the same situation as Megan is we had this like idea figured out when we would graduate high school and we would both go to a community college and then from there we would kind of hone in on really what we wanted to do. And then mm-hmm. we both ended up dropping out of community college. We both supported our spouses at the time to get them through college so that we could work and provide financially for them. Um, and Amanda's husband was in law school too. So okay. our husbands both do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I can look at you. So we both had just, you know, had this path um, of what we wanted to do. And one day we woke up and that was not the path anymore. And we're grateful for that because 
now we're in a position where I don't think we would have been led down this road if it wasn't for those certain, you know, pivotal roles and points that took place. So Mm -hmm. we're grateful for it. But no, we do not have your typical college degree. And we're totally okay with it. I wish I could tell you I belong to some sorority. Like, I don't know. (laughs) We would love that. We live isn't that so funny when you know you're always like oh my gosh that would have been so fun and like our husbands reminisce on their college days because they were roommates together and we have zero experience in that <laughs> like I can't even tell you that I was hazed or like you know good hazing <laughs> obviously um but yeah, yeah we, I, we're did, there, you, we're, did you belong to a sorority I did not. I, well, so actually, funny story. I did pledge a sorority, but then during Hell Week, I exited. So, um, what? okay. So, when you <laughs> pledge, what does that mean when you pledge? So, I mean, and anyone listening who's in a sorority can probably say this a lot more eloquently and correctly. But basically, yeah. you decide to that you want to join one of the sororities, and um, so you have someone that's like your big sort of your mentor that's guiding you through the process of when you are committing to this sorority, essentially. And so okay. then there's all these activities to get to know them, and um, there's kind of like a hell week that then once you do that, then you're kind of inducted as a as a member of the sorority. Um, so there's a whole process, and like I said, I didn't actually like complete it. I decided it wasn't the route I wanted to take. So you didn't miss out too much, in my perspective. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I maybe it was because I missed all the monogram matching um, yes. sorority sister T-shirts with the Lily Pulitzer pocket. That I'm like, ooh, is that what I needed to be in? Because, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I mean, I love that. I know many people who didn't take the college route or even people, you know, that just started in a career completely different than where they are right now. So, you know, I think that's so I think our journeys are our journeys, really. And everything sort of happens for a reason. And, you know, the things you learn and um, the experiences you go through kind of help you for the future. So now... um, when and why did you decide to start your clothing business? Like how, what was the idea for that and sort of the inspiration? Was it like you guys were just having dinner one day and always had dreamed of this and then just went for it? Like talk to me about that a little bit. Okay, so so here's the thing. I We live in a day and age with social media, which is, you know, can be so amazing and so terrible at the same time, you know, just depending on honestly the day or how you look at it. But mm-hmm. We were just in this position where we're in the thick of kids. You know, our husbands are in these careers that, you know, can take them for long hours during the day. And we were just at this point where we felt like, which is not the case, because you always think that it's better when someone else has it. You know, we would look at these people and just be like, what the heck? If they can do it, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. And we were just constantly like, these people that we would meet or people that we knew that we grew up with or had this some sort of connection to. And we're just like, what the heck? They are doing it. There's no reason why, you know, we have always wanted to do something together. We're always together. We are, you know, very similar and have, you know, very, very similar. And we're like, you know what? This is ridiculous. And one day we literally were, it was during the summer of 2019. We were just, you know, at my parents' house, and we were just kind of talking to my mom, like, just frustrated, like, what can we do, you know, 
We love the feeling and accomplishment of being helping, of helping to provide for our families. You know, and it wasn't necessarily to be away from our kids all day long. It was like, what can we do to help support our families and, you know, our husbands and do something for us and fill this void and find this passion? And we were just like, this is ridiculous. We want to do something for us. And truly, that is how we got this fire. And from that moment, like, we're sitting around in my parents' like living room, and we're just like, okay, what is it going to be? And we knew there would always be something in fashion. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, that's it. Like, what are we going to do? And from that moment, I'm not even kidding. Like, the rest of the night, we were just, like, texting each other back and forth, like, names and ideas. And, like, I think we started our Pinterest, like, vision board that night. Oh, yeah. And we went for it. Then we went for it. And then literally the weeks after that, it was, we were both just doing research. Okay, manufacturers. Okay, who's local? Okay, are we going to go that route? Are we going to go overseas route? You know, all these things. And from there, it literally started this fire. And then we had Sunday dinner. And we're like, okay, sisters, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, tell us, give us names, like color palettes. And from there, it literally went, it literally went from there. Like we did not look back. We did not hesitate at all. What so now, what yeah. were some of the first steps, I guess, once you had this idea and you were committed to doing it, um, were you just, you know, sort of Googling manufacturers and, you know, did you have someone making your flat patterns? Like, talk to me a little bit about the steps, because I think someone, everyone's always so interested in that when they're listening to the podcast um, about, you know, how you take something, this idea, this I dream and just make it happen, really. I know. And it was and it still is really daunting. Um, we had a few contacts that we, that I personally sent emails to, and they were just generic basic questions because I feel like if I want to know something, I'm just going to go straight to the source. And if they aren't willing to give information or they aren't able to help me out, that's totally fine. I will find another way. But Mm -hmm. I felt like knowledge was power at that time. So we sent um, some emails to some people that knew some people who had created some sort of fashion line. Whether well, it, you knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it be um, women's clothing, children's clothing, uh, just a few different things. And from there, they basically said, like, okay, you want to go this route, or I would suggest doing this. So from there, we took all of this information and we decided, okay, let's figure out. We want to manufacture in the United States of America. Like, we really wanted to. That's why that be our thing. That's a okay. huge thing for us. Like, the biggest thing was finding okay, we're not outsourcing. Like I'm not going through a middleman in China or India or, um, you know, anything like that. Our biggest thing was we want to feel, touch, see, overlook, talk to, chat with, you know, these people. So Mm -hmm. then um, we found a few manufacturers and we ended up creating um, appointments with them and we flew to Los Angeles um, this was at the beginning of 2020. Um, it was like maybe December, January. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. We went in September. Oh, that's right. That's and right. then we went back in November. Yeah, November? November 2019. Yeah. And we went and we just, I mean, we had so many appointments and we were going to meet with manufacturers, show them our ideas, show them our vision board and some sketches that we had created of what we wanted our first prototypes to be. And okay. from there, we just had decided, okay, did we get a right feeling with them? Do we think that they see our vision? 
and it ultimately led us to um, a local place, um, ironically enough, in Arizona. And we started with them, and it was just a combination of manpower and what they could do for us, and with um, COVID happening, that we ultimately, we did a sample with them, but then we ended up having to cut ties because they had taken on a, they got a grant, yeah, for PPE. Okay. And they were just unable to help the clients at the time. But this, this company, um, I mean, no, no bad blood at all. Yeah, oh yeah. They're actually affiliated with Arizona State University and they're with their fashion program. So they are located on campus and you can take classes. You can go to these meet and greet kind of mixers where, which I went to one. It was very fascinating. Um, but they, you get a tour their um, warehouse and they do everything, you know, at this location. So you can actually rent uh, office space from them. They have contacts, you know, for fabric and sourcing and all of those different kinds of things. So in, you know, looking at it, you're like, oh, this is such a great idea. You know, it's local. I can go there, you know, all these different things. But at the same time, Amanda and I were in this position where, I don't know what button to choose. I don't know what is going to be the best. And so, you know, oh, well, we like this fabric, but do we really like this fabric when it's going to be on a garment? Like, you know, all these things. So it posed some, some roadblocks for us because we're like, that's not necessarily what we're looking for to do it from the ground up in that way in terms of I'm literally going to call the source for the, for the zipper. I'm going to call, like, for example, we were in charge of getting all of the labels for our dresses. Okay. Well, I got this contact in Florida, and they were going to send us these labels for the dress that was, like, this massive thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So it was just very hard because you think what you're talking about and what they're saying is is right, but you're not on the same page, but you're on the same page, if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. we knew from there, we're like, no, that's not going to work for us. Like we need to deal with someone that does all of that in house. And so Got then that's where it kind of, it was kind of a blessing because at the same time, this place in Tempe that we were working with at the university, they were telling us, you know, unfortunately, we're just not going to be able to do exactly what you need right now. And it was at the time that we were feeling like, you know what, maybe that's the right thing because we can't do that because we're just not knowledgeable and we don't feel comfortable doing that. And that's when we need a manufacturer that can do A to Z for us. And that's how we found um, this other place. Tell them how we met these people. Oh, oh. So we found when we went um, a few months prior to do those interviews, we had interviewed mm -hmm. with them. And the reason that we actually met them is because we were good old-fashioned detectives and found on Yelp and did some Googling. And we found this manufacturer. It had wonderful, wonderful reviews. Well, we went to go to their office and they weren't there. And we were just going to do a pop-in. We had no idea that you needed to schedule every single appointment. And we did oh, yeah. We were clueless. Yeah. We did not <laughs> get in on, on the other. We went up to their office and they are full-blown moving. Like moving cars, boxes, rolling racks. Racks. Yeah, rolling racks. And I just simply knocked on the door. I'm like, no, hey, we were in the elevator. We were in the elevator. I'm so sorry. We were in the elevator and I said, we are looking for so-and-so. She's like, okay, we're kind of moving, but I can answer some questions for you. 
and it just rolls off the tongue so easily. So we went home from LA feeling really jazzed. We ended up signing a contract with them and that's where we are now. Yeah, and we've been with them. Yeah. Oh, and wow. So it's local. We've been to um, Los Angeles several times and we have um, either flown there or driven there. We've done FaceTime with yeah. them. Yeah, Zoom. Okay, you'll love this. So we needed to go pick up our dresses back in December. They were done. And I had just had my baby and I was like, I cannot, like, for, I had just had a C-section, you know, recovering from that. I was like, I cannot do that. So my mom and Ellie was still closed down. Like yeah. you could not even eat in a restaurant. Yeah. So my mom and Amanda rented, they flew there early morning. They went and packaged up all of the dresses, went to the manufacturer. They rented a car, loaded it in the car yeah. and drove all of our dresses back home for us. Yes. Oh my gosh. In a whole day. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And they like went and ordered, you know, food and ate it in their car. And, you know, they did the whole thing, but they, they rolled into LA, picked up the dresses and, you know, and brought them all yeah. home. So, yeah. I love that. So it sounds like to get started, you guys asked a lot of questions and then really it was some trial and error, which, you know, that's how it is with business, I feel like in general. Um, So now once you have, you know, your dresses, you have your product created, then how did you get the word out? Like, how did you market your business? I mean, first of all, you guys have a great social media. It's so beautiful. But tell me a little bit about um, some of like your marketing plan and getting the word out. Um, if you mean by marketing plan, you mean by flying by the seat of your pants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we both have very private Instagram lives and not out of like, you know, fear, but out of, we just have I think we have like 200 followers. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have on our personal Instagram. And, and yeah. we are totally okay with that. So when it came to, um, creating, um, this social media world that we needed to enter into, it's been really scary for us because social media is not our strong point and we also don't use it every day for our regular life. So it's having to gain that relationship with like, okay, this is going to help us. It's going to help build our business. This is mm-hmm. something that we need to obviously get on board with. Um, so really and truly we did what we think other people do and we just started commenting and liking and building relationships with people we have never met yet. ever ever I mean and reaching out to yeah, people reaching out to people we just started like building relationships in old-fashioned way but on the computer I guess yeah um, commenting and liking and finding people who were um like-minded but then also finding people that we love and aspired um to kind of grow and morph into what they created but they offer a different flair than what we do like I don't want to follow everyone who loves navy blue and pink, even though that's their favorite color. We wanted people who could still see our vision, but not really also have our same eyes. I felt like that brought the diversity that we needed. Um, So we really just started the old fashioned way. And then when we got our dresses, we had kind of given ourselves a number of, okay, let's send X amount of dresses to influencers or our friends. And from there, let's see if we can, gain some sort of following and that's where we're at right now so we're that's- still learning we're still growing and from there it's been an organic following ever since and that's all we can ask 
Exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what you want. You want people, you know, I, working in PR and working with a lot of brands, the big number is always what attracts people. You know, they want, they want a million followers, whatever it is. But, you know, when you get to a certain number, then the followers aren't actually customers and they aren't genuine. So I think you guys have done a great job. I mean, when I look at your social media, I can tell what your brand is and what your product is. And it's like a lifestyle. So I'm curious. We want it to be clear cut. We want people to come and they're like, Oh, yes, uh I know exactly what they're about. Or like, you know, know, surface, I guess, by image-wise, you know. Um, But, you know, that's the hard thing is this numbers game with social media. And you go in someone's page and you look at their followers and you're like, oh, my gosh, they have this amount of followers. They're, oh, my gosh, they got 10,000 followers. They finally have the swipe up feature. Or, oh, well, they must be doing really good because they have this, this, and this. Or, oh, I bet they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Which is so hard you know to get out of that mindset with social media when it's such a you feel like it's such a numbers game yeah and so really just trying to take this and be like okay we are literally twins from mesa arizona (laughs) how can we make how how can we make you know an impact on this little tiny app on our phone yeah Definitely. I mean, so, you know, like I said, I think you guys have been doing a great job at that, but what's been, you know, your greatest success or pinch me moment so far with your business? Like, was it working with a certain influencer? Was it, you know, a customer review? Like what's been something you're really proud of so far with it? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having us on the podcast. We are like so honored you don't even know. Oh, we you're so, so sweet. <laughs> I just think like, we were telling our sisters yesterday at breakfast, um, we like had a little late Mother's Day breakfast with our mom and sisters. And we, our oldest sister, she is, she's the cutest. She's very um, emotional. We'll say that she's like, she's very sentimental, like crying. <laughs> just, you know, and we were telling her we like, oh my gosh, you guys, someone thinks we're cool enough to be on their podcast. She started to cry. She was like, I'm just so proud of you guys. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. It was the cutest thing. The biggest thing for us is like when someone wears our dress and they're truly like, we love this. Thank you for thinking of this feature. Thank you for doing that. Like, you know, I'm a mom and I love wearing this dress. I feel put together, but I still feel comfortable. And you know, I'm not showing off my entire body and I still feel feminine. And, you know, when people even comment like, oh, I love this or thank you so much. And it truly means a lot to us. You know, you never know the impact that you have on people. You know, some people don't verbalize it or or whatever. But, you know, I think just being a positive place for people yep. has, been, has been a good thing. What do you think? Um... Well, there's, I totally agree with Megan there. And then I think like our big, biggest success for us so far is the fact that we follow through on a dream and we are making it happen, even though we have no idea what we're doing and we're really just trying to teach ourselves. And that to us is like, I want to look back and teach our kids and be able to, you know, show ourselves like, we did this all on our own. You can do it too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, accomplishing, figuring out how to do this, I think is, that's why I asked you guys, you know, how, how do you go from idea to making it happen? Because I think so many people have dreams and things they want to do, but actually doing it is, you know, 
something in itself and something you guys should be really proud of. Um, Now, on the flip side to that question, then what do you think has been your greatest challenge this far? I mean, I'm sure there's been lots of road bumps and challenges, but what do you think is the hardest part so far? The one of the main things is that we are fully self-funded. Like we have no secret investor, except <laughs> um, you know, and that is a thing that has been a challenge because a lot of I, I feel like in the social media world, if you had this following and you had this traction already, and then these influencers are making brands and um, you know whatever it is, products that they've already had that following, which kind of guarantees, oh, you already have people to buy that product. You know, the biggest thing for us has been selling our product to make sure that, oh my gosh, you know, we did, we invested in ourselves. (laughs) Now we have this product and we need to sell this product, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, without a lot of following or people that know about us, you know, so that's been a really hard thing, but just from the beginning, we're just saying, you know what, we're, we are doing this with the best we can with what we have. And, and we just keep on telling each other that like, this is fine. We're just learning. We're just starting out. Like we don't have to have it all figured out. Um, and then the, I would say that whole numbers game plays into effect again. I feel like some people don't take you seriously unless you have a certain amount of followers. Does that uh-huh. make sense? Yeah. It's hard to be taken seriously and you're like, no, I promise. Like, we're so <laughs> reputable, you know, all these things. And so people taking chances on us and our products. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So now who would be your dream customer then? Like, is there a celebrity that, you know, you think would be perfect for your brand or maybe an influencer or a royal? Like, who would be your dream oh, customer? Oh, my God. Okay, royal. <laughs> um, so the biggest one for us is, you know, Kylie Jenner. Like, she yes. I mean, can you even? And I feel like Draper James and On Holiday are very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, then we have oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner. Yes, yes Garner. she's great. Um, and then influencers. influencers, we're both, we really love Liz Adams. We love Liz Adams. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, who, uh, well, here's another thing. We have Blair Rogers, Sex of Laura. Yeah, um, she's so her. sweet, too. Oh, my God, she really so is. sweet. We love her. She's worn our dresses. She has, and so so good um who is really and truly any like mom who is busy and um is looking to still put together is made for these dresses but then on the contrary any because it's not just for moms it's for just gals mm-hmm. who want to still put together without having to you know accessorize the heck out of an outfit or feeling like they need you know the certain top and the certain whatever so i really just feel like it's for the everyday girl who just wants to feel put together but doesn't want to spend a fortune and doesn't want to put a ton of time into it. Yeah. Like the so now this is the preppy podcast. So I always yeah. ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? So how would you guys describe preppy? Oh my gosh. I mean okay, let's talk about Martha's Vineyard. Let's talk about the East Coast. Let's talk about New 
Rhode Island, um, Nadian White Stripes, um, a drink. Um, I, truly, preppy is is like a way of life that I attain to be. You know, <laughs> I mm -hmm. want my kids in the vineyard vibe, sitting on that boat on the water <laughs> with their top I mean, like it's so it's it's just it's too fun. I love it. Red, white, and blue hydrangeas. It's definitely a look. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So now some more get to know you questions. What's one of your guys' favorite book or like even it could be a business resource. It could be a, a book that you just read for pleasure that you love um, or a reading right now. Like what what's a book that you guys have read recently or would recommend? Well, I wish I could tell you it was a business one. It's more so parenting right now. <laughs> <laughs> With our, our children. Um, Amanda has three little girls, five and under, and I oh, have, wow. yes, and then I have ages, um, my oldest boy is 11, and then I have a six-month-old baby, so we're like, we're in the thick, we're, we're, we're in the thick, thick of the parents, <laughs> and, but you know, when it comes to books and reading and, oh, this and that, like, a lot of times the influencers that we follow, like, they'll put some, like, you know, real talk or whatever, and we'll screenshot it and save that. Or, you know, we read an article or that we really like, um, which I, I would love to read more. That would be amazing. But, you know, it's interesting because I feel like different seasons in your life, you're able to, you know, do certain things or not do certain things. And so... For, for what we're doing right now is, uh, you know, the occasional hot goss from a pop culture, you know, article to, oh my gosh, I just read this, you know, Yahoo, yeah. you know, whatever. Definitely. Now, um, what, where would you guys like to go on holiday? You know, going after your brand's name, but where, where's your favorite place to go on holiday? And you know, go on vacation and celebrate and relax. Well, tell, you tell them where we go every year. Every year. Oh, well, we go to um, Solana Beach. In, it's in Southern California. It's just a little slice of heaven for us. We've been going there for so long that it really is like, I don't know if they're going to have the best beaches or the best food, but to us it's the best because we've been going there for so long. So it's very nostalgic yeah. to us. Um, but a dream vacation for Megan and I would be like Harbor Island. Yeah, we love to do the breakers. The breakers. Yep. Um, have you been there? I haven't stayed there, but I, I've been to Palm Beach a few times, and oh so God. I always go to the seafood bar. So nice there. Oh, oh my gosh! But you know what? So a couple, not a couple years ago. So in high school, our parents took us to um, one year. We went to DC and we did all of that kind of stuff, and it was amazing. But then the next year, we went and did Martha's Vineyard, and we did Nantucket and, and Newport. So fun. I know. So, and those are both coming up in the fall. So that's fun stuff to look forward to. 
Definitely. Um, so now what is each of your favorite pieces on your website right now? Like your favorite style that you guys made? Um, I know it's probably hard, but right, right now, which one are you guys each loving? We're going to say the Megan. It has been our top seller the last few weeks um, for good reason, because it is really just a perfect dress. I mean, on. no dry clean. Yeah. No ironing. Yeah. I mean, it, no undershirt. It covers you in all the right places. It's breezy, forgiving. Yeah, forgiving. Give it to the Megan. Yeah. Megan. Yep. Now, what about your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Um, maybe tell oh. me, like, you know, two, one of you, each of you tell me one that you'd love to follow along with. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, oh, I have like five. 1500 maybe. <laughs> so, you know what? I really love Palm Beach Lately's aesthetics, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the pink, the palm trees, the sister moments. They would be a dream, dream, dream. Like, yeah. Only because they're sisters, and I feel like there's that common bond there. But yeah. And they're always together, yeah. and the kids, and the husbands, and I mean, it's a family affair. We love it. We love it. Yeah. But that's the problem is I have like 15 others that I would want to tell you too. Okay, what's your favorite? Um, oh, I am going to go with Kathleen Barnes is hilarious. She is. And she is such a treat. Like, I I, I love her. We We love love her, her content. Yeah. Definitely. Um, now, what about some other brands that you love to wear with your dresses? Oh, Kaepernick. Yes. Um, we love J. Crew. Yeah. Um, we love Pamela um, Munson. Munson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lily Suzuki. I mean, all the headbands, please. Yes. <laughs> love the towels, lake pajamas. You know, I mean, truly all the aesthetics that we love. Yeah, for sure. Now, my second to last question is, what's next for you guys? Are there any sneak peeks that you can tell me about, like a new collection, new color, like anything coming out? So, when you mention that, the answer would be yes, but the answer is also no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. So, in, um, at the beginning of the year, actually towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, we had gone um, and started some prototypes on two different dresses. And we did sample after sample, and every time they sent in stores. So they would create a sample, and then they would send it to Nail Quest, and we would get on Zoom. And we would basically be like, okay, I don't like the sleeve here, I don't like this. And every single time they would send back the sample, Megan and I are working on stuff. Like, what is, like, missing something? Yeah. Like we were rushing it. So we technically have multiple dresses in the pipeline and we just felt like we needed to cool off for a second um, to really gather and be like, okay, do we love this style? Are we going to want to launch the style in six months when it really comes to fruition after you do your prototyping and your samples and then your revisions and then you go into production and all of that. So, which is fall time. And then yeah. you're like, oh, it's fall. Are we going to be still wearing this dress yeah. in fall? You know? Yeah. yeah. So right now, we have decided to we put both of those on hold. And I think that our goal was to have something come out towards, um, like, autumn, fall. Okay. And we would love for it to be sooner. But with us being our, you know, 
are we are the investors. We are kind of at the mercy of customers, and we're okay with having that slow fashion, um, you know, vibe that we've got going on. So it's really a slow and steady pace for us until we can build the momentum to, you know, produce more and have things come out um, a little bit more regularly. But at, mm -hmm. right, at the time right now, we are just taking it day by day. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, I feel like your dresses, you know, you could kind of wear them into the fall with some cute booties or boots oh, yeah. and a jean jacket. So what would be your suggestion for a, for a next dress? Do you have a silhouette that you love? Do you love input? Oh, I mean, I love, hmm. I mean, my go-to is probably like more of a fit and flare style where it's more fitted at the waist. Um I like something like that, like maybe something a little bit fuller at the bottom, especially if you're, I mean, if you're going to do holiday or fall, I'd like a fuller skirt, like to dress it up a little bit. We're taking this as gospel and we're writing it down. <laughs> Which I actually have one of your dresses on today for this and it is so cozy. I um I've worn it before with little raffia heels and um dressed it up, but today I have it super casual with like a jean jacket and some um block print little espadrille sneakers. So they're so versatile and seriously so comfortable. So my last question my last question for you ladies is let everyone know where they can find you. Like what's your Instagram handle, what's your website so that they can go and shop and follow along. Our website is shoponholiday.com, and that's where you can find our four dresses to shop. We also have a blog that is linkable from there, too. But I would say the best place to find us is our social media account, which is shop underscore on holiday. And that's awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. What a privilege. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.